Welcome to my podcast, The Cross in the Desert. I'm your host, Randy L. Noble. I am continuing my very in-depth special series on making the case for women leadership in the church. As many of you know that listen to this podcast, I spend a lot of time in the Middle East defending the women in Iran, Afghanistan, and other parts of the world standing up for the human rights under dictatorship governments. But the Lord spoke to me very profoundly a few years ago about this issue of being a voice for Iranian women, and he said to me very clearly, why don't you be a voice for the women in your own backyard? And that startled me, and as I shared with you, I realized God wanted me to be a voice for the women where I live. And the women where I live live in a free country. They don't have a dictatorship government, but the issue goes deeper than that. Gifted women are being prohibited from teaching and pastoring in today's evangelical churches, largely because of a misreading of Scripture, of translation bias, adopting views without very careful exegesis and research. And that's what the Lord was speaking to me about, that I have a very serious issue here. Every person who is gifted and called to the ministry, we are to welcome them. We are obviously to examine their credentials to make sure that they qualify. But for centuries, there has been a gender discrimination against women. And in this series I'm sharing with you, I want to get to the heart of the matter tonight. The first program was on submission, how it's erroneously taught. The second program was all about Phoebe, a gifted servant, a deacon in Romans 16 that the Apostle Paul commended for her faithful service in the house churches. And I went to explain from that passage how Paul has been misread and misinterpreted, made to seem like he's a misogynistic, restrictive apostle, and nothing could be further from the truth. Now, on today's program, I want you to sit back. I hope that you have some time to spend today. And if not, come back after you've paused the recording and begin listening again. This is going to be a longer than usual teaching on my podcast. It has to be. And I usually have very faint music in the background to kind of add coherence to my recording, but I'm not going to do that today because I really want you to spend time listening clearly, thinking with me, taking notes, whatever best suits you. I'm going to deal in depth with two of the classic Bible passages that are used all the time to say no to women leadership in the church, to say no to women pastors, to say no to women teaching a mixed group of men and women. And these are very sincerely godly churches that love the Lord, but they believe they are following the dictates of Scripture. And I'd like to share with you another way of looking at the very scriptures that they use against women. Now, I've done my research, 
and I have taken the time to consult with many that have this view, many scholars, many theologians. And for you, if you're listening as a woman, I want you to take refuge in the fact that if these are the scriptures that you have been brought up teaching you no to women's leadership, there is another side of the coin. And I want to deal with that today. One of the most prevalent scriptures that is used against silencing women is 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now I'm going to read the verses before and after for you to hear the context. The Apostle Paul writes, What shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two, or at the most, three, should speak one at a time, and someone must interpret. If there is no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and to God. Notice the word quiet. The speaker. Paul's not saying if it's a male or female. He's saying quiet. Two or three prophets should speak, and the other should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. The spirits of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. Verse 34. Women should remain silent in the churches. They are not allowed to speak, but must be in submission, as the law says. If they want to inquire about something, they should ask their own husbands at home, for it is disgraceful for a woman to speak in the church. Or did the word of God originate with you? Or are you the only people it has reached? If anyone thinks they are a prophet or an otherwise gifted by the Spirit, let them acknowledge that what I'm writing to you is the Lord's command. But if anyone ignores this, they themselves be ignored. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy, and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. Verse 34 is the linchpin. It's the so-called final word. Here's the proof. The Apostle Paul says it very clearly so we can't understand, misunderstand it. Women should remain silent in the churches. But do you remember the verses I just read before you? I want to say categorically that this is not about silencing women or prohibiting, prohibiting them from teaching. That's my first point. What's going on here? It is Paul confronting a certain group of women at Corinth who wanted to learn but were asking too many personal questions during the church meeting or the worship service. And Paul's solution to this problem is you should ask your more educated husbands at home, in private, not during church meeting. The context here 
in 1 Corinthians 14 is maintaining order during a worship service. Paul is silencing disorderly tongues, disorderly speakers, disorderly prophets, and disorderly women. He's dealing with a factual problem during the church service, the worship service. You said back in verse 28, a tongue speaker is to be silent. Stop speaking in tongues if there is no one to interpret. Quiet. Verse 30, a prophet could be male, could be female. Paul doesn't say a prophet stop prophesying if someone else receives a revelation. So here is order. This is the apostle wanting the chaotic Corinthian church to exercise disciplined order. And then in 34 and 35, first he talks about a tongue speaker, then a prophet, then he comes to women. He said, look, women stop asking questions and be silent. Not that they were, he was saying women can't speak in the church, women can't prophesy in the church, women can't teach in the church. He says, stop asking inappropriate questions and be submissive, if you will, be silent. And if they desire to learn, here's what he recommends. Keep those questions for when you're at home with your husbands. Now, the issue at Corinth is unruly, unedifying speech. That's the context. Paul is not contradicting himself. He is not saying in other places about women prophesying and praying at a church service, and then all of a sudden he says, well, no, you can't speak in church. You need to keep quiet. He is not silencing women from praying and prophesying. You read 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul acknowledges that women pray, that women prophesy during church meetings. He didn't try to silence that. He didn't prohibit women from doing that. So he's not contradicting himself in chapter 14. He is silencing disruptive speech. That's the context here. He would never prohibit women from asking or using their gifts. Remember, all you have to do is think with me. Paul commended Phoebe as a deaconess, as a church leader. She probably took the book of Romans that he had just written, the letter to the house churches. So he is behind women. He is behind women to minister. And so you see the context here. Romans 16 talks about Aquila and Priscilla. Aquila taught Apollos. He's not against women ministering. This is very clear from the context. And so what you have here in 1 Corinthians 14 is dealing with an issue because the Corinthian church was out of balance, they were disorderly, there was chaos. A lot of the Christians that came out of some pagan cults had carried a lot of false teaching into the Corinthian church. It was a mess and Paul was trying to get things back in order and that's why he said women should remain silent in the churches. The context is disruptive speech. If you want to inquire about something, he says, Ask your own husbands at home. It's disgraceful for a woman to speak in the church. No, to speak disorderly, to interrupt. That's the issue that's going here on here in 1 Corinthians 14. So the points I want to make is this. It's order and structure. 
Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, we quoted this. What then, brothers and sisters, whenever you come together, each one has a hymn, a teaching, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything has to be done for building up. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. Paul is saying, minister in an edifying manner. That's his point. So then, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and do not forbid in speaking in tongues, but everything is to be done decently and in order. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 39 through 40. So Paul's aim in this corrective letter to the Corinthian church, in chapter 14, Paul's aim is not to silence well-behaved, gifted women. He's encouraging them. Read chapter 11, women praying and prophesying. Rather, he's addressing problematic and disruptive speaking by women, this group of women, during the worship service. And he does that while at the same time encouraging edifying ministry. I hope this has been a help to you today. This is one of the two scriptures that I want to deal with in depth and we've taken some time today to just introduce uh, this subject of these particular scriptures. This is part one. So if you need to just re-rack and listen to the audio file again, be my guest. I want you to see clearly the context of 1 Corinthians. This is a corrective letter and not a prohibition against women speaking or teaching. Now, that was a tough verse. It's had a lot of different interpretations. Now we're going to go to the more difficult verse, and that's going to be 1 Timothy chapter 2. I want you to take a little time and pause now, gather your wits about you, because in the next audio teaching, the next podcast teaching, I'm going to go in depth and talk about 1 Timothy chapter 2. I want to thank you so much for spending time with me today. God bless you and have a great week.